you know, 2020 has been a difficult year financially for a lot of people. Millions are out of work, waiting for stimulus checks, and struggling to keep their homes. What if I could share with you a system, a platform that could teach you a way to generate a lifetime stimulus for the rest of your life and even that could become generational. If you could go to my website, that is momentspod.com and go to the financial learning page. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. I, I pray that you're doing well today and, and life is treating you well. Um, as I was in my prayer time this morning, uh, I felt God just really pressing my heart. I kind of asked a question to all of us as his finger, just his thumb, um, was placed on the world. Were wars that important? Was how we treat each other that, that, that important? The, the reality is, dear hearts, my brothers and sisters, we're, we've, we were gonna, there's a paradigm shift that has happened. And we have to make a decision how we're gonna live our new normal, our economy, our, um, entertainment pastimes, all of these things that were so important. We've had to reevaluate the importance. Quarantining ourselves with our family, with our loved ones. Having to ask the question, were the jobs so important that it, it could not do without me? Taking that extra phone call or having our devices at the, t at, at, at the table where we should have been spending family time. What was it so important? Was it so important even as a nation to spend 64% of our GDP on devices of war? Is it really that important? God has made us take a pause. Even churches have had to close their doors and ask the question, about this gospel of Jesus Christ. On today, we have a gentleman that I'm so happy to have with us here, Dr. Richard Spillman, who has written a trilogy and, and has mm -hmm. definitely lived a beautiful life for the Lord. Dr. Spillman, how are you today? I'm just great. Wonderful, wonderful. Would you share... Um, Introduce yourself to the audience for me, please. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my name's uh, Richard Spillman, and uh, I I have a PhD in electrical and computer engineering, and <clears throat> most of my life taught at the university level. But God got hold of me uh, about midway through that, and I set me on this great adventure <clears throat> that you'll be hearing about uh, as we go along. One of the things I did when he first caught a hold of me was uh, started a mission organization called Kingdom is Near. And its purpose was to take people, well, to serve people overseas, but also to take people to come along with us who 
ordinarily would not be able to go. Right. Uh, I've been working on the streets. I do a lot of street people, people who love the Lord, but they have a background of uh, as a drug dealer or as a felon, and, and they're not going to get to go. Nobody's going to take them overseas, right. but we would. Amen. So we did that, and that was sort of launching launching point for the whole adventure that led to ultimately the book. Okay, so so with your with the the ministry with Kingdom uh, is near ministry, um, and you know as well as I don't know because we've done mission work as well. Um, it's life changing. Oh, you know, absolutely. it's no way possible that you could go into some third world countries, and I know you've been in. In India and, and and Uganda, we did uh, you know during the AIDS crisis and also in India oh, yeah. and um, and Madras, uh, you know digging wells and you've been in South Korea and some, in the Philippines. It's no way possible to go into these places and it not change you. Absolutely. So was, was that was that kind of your um, was that what God was laying on your heart? The that's, reason to take absolutely these right. certain people um, with you. Go, go ahead. Mm -hmm. So we would administer to the people we went to, to visit in the countries, but also the people we brought okay. uh, with us were to be ministered to as well. Yeah. And it just seemed to be a, such a great fit. A lot of the, um, the people we dealt with were people um, in, that lived in slums that uh, life just hasn't been too great for them. And so he, here I bring somebody who uh, has a record. Uh, right. Uh, was a drug user. Right. And the, those people give their testimony. And it's, it's, it's sort of, it's life changing for the people we're serving in those countries. And it's life changing for the people that we bring, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden they get to see God can use me. I'm not That's right. all because I made a mistake and I was in jail. That doesn't invalidate my word. Amen. And uh, I had one woman that we took who was a drug user and dealer before she found the Lord mm -hmm. and I took her to the Philippines for two weeks, I think it was. And that just turned her whole life around. She came home to Tacoma and immediately felt like God was leading her to start a halfway house for women who were just getting out of jail, uh, where they could, could stay in this halfway house and bring their children in with them. And she now has three homes. Praise God. And doing Praise that. Uh, and it was it was showing her that God could use her that gave her the courage to to step up and do that. Amen, amen. Well, that's 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 what it's all about, you know. Um, yeah. you know, First yeah. Corinthians three and seven tells us, you know, one man one man plants, one man waters, yeah. and but God gets the increase. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just 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 you having the seed of of love and compassion and and for um, these people that you took on your mission trip. And I'm sure there's more stories. Uh, oh, absolutely. Dr. Spellman, I'm sure there's more stories, but that, that, that shows how wonderful and how powerful love is. Mm -hmm. That if we can just show love to somebody, it, it, it is overreaching beyond even ourselves. And, and so that's just so, so beautiful. Share, share with us, I know you did some, you, you had um, a mission trip in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And um, you had a, a, a bit of a um, precarious situation there. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, would you share that with us, that, that particular mission trip where you had um, an altercation with ISIS? That's right. Um, we had set this up and we were going to take, I think, three or four people with my wife and I. Um, and we have a, a pastor that, that uh, kind of works for us and sets things up in the Philippines for us. Uh, he, uh, he runs several churches in the jungles, uh, as well as a church in uh, Davao. Um, so it was, I guess it was the Monday, we were to leave on a Friday, fly out there. And on that Monday, for the first time ever, I've never had a phone call from him, but he called me and he said, um, the first place that we were scheduled to visit was a jungle church. Okay. And he said, ISIS just invaded that church there and kidnapped the pastor. Oh my God. Now, if they had done that a week later, they would have caught us there too. Wow. So, I mean, it was God looking after us. Uh, um, that pastor, well, actually, uh, Ronald, who's the pastor that works with us, got together with some other pastors and they were going to do a rescue mission. Um, oh, wow. So, they drove down to this area of the jungle. And then when they got there, they, they sort of thought, well, I don't know. This is ISIS. We don't, we're not armed. We don't right. know what we do. So they just sat there and prayed, and what happened was this pastor that had been kidnapped had escaped, and okay. he came on, he was found by these pastors that went down to try to rescue him, Praise so we got him and his family um, out of the jungle. Well, would you, Dr. Dr. Spielman, would you do me a quick favor? Would you do me a favor? Let, yeah. Let's, let's uh, we're going to take a small break, and I want to come back with, with um, the, the finish of that story. All right, great. Testimony. Um, because that that is very very <laughs> intriguing that yeah, here right. you know it, it, these pastors had had the the boldness yes. to want to go and, and rescue with no weapons but yeah. but we are armed aren't we we are armed we have the holy were. spirit we have Absolutely. the word of god we have the power of prayer but when we come back i want you to to finish that testimony and and how you know this, this pastor and his family um got away from isis and, and the rest of that if you don't mind all right, certainly will. Wonderful, wonderful. We're talking with Dr. Richard Spillman, who um, has a had a had a um, um, a ministry has a ministry, uh, the Kingdom is Near Ministry, also as uh, a, a professor of computer science and electrical um, engineering. And when we come back, he was sharing with us about being in the Philippines and in an encounter with ISIS. But when we come back, we're going to finish that testimonial. And then we want to talk about uh, this trilogy of books that he has written uh, that is, called, I believe it's called. So we'll, we'll, uh, we will be right back right after these messages. This is Dr. Adrian Butler, and we're back. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Richard Spillman, who was sharing with us before the break about a encounter he had with ISIS in the Philippines. So, uh, Dr. Spillman, w what happened with the the pastor and his family? Well, <clears throat> my group uh, gathered up the family. They have eight kids. At the wow. time, they even had a three-month-old baby. So we gathered them all up and we brought them to the church in Davao that was uh, the one we work with, just uh, 
keep them safe. Uh, but what had happened was the, the ISIS leader had, you know, patted this this pe- pastor down and got a cell phone. Oh. And God. in his cell phone were our numbers. Uh oh. <laughs> and um, information about our meeting schedule in the jungle. Wow. So uh, it was a couple of days after this happened. No, it was the next day after he escaped, um, and we had him in in Davao in place of the safety. Um, we got a call from ISIS, and it, he was not pleased. That so you saying that the ISIS leader there in the Philippines actually called you all? Yes, yeah, he did. Oh my God! And and he had two demands. He said, uh, "Give us back that pastor and his family, and leave the Philippines." And, and we couldn't do either one. We prayed about right. that, right? Because I mean, it was a legitimate threat, and it was really something. I mean, we. Um, we had to be real careful uh, because this guy said, you know, we'll get you and we'll, we'll behead you. Um, but we refused to, to uh, do what he asked us to do. Uh, but so he, he would keep calling us all week. We were oh, there wow. for a week. He kept calling us and it, you know, angry, foul language, mm. um, we we'd uh, quote scripture to him, tried to, and I'm uh, sure that made him mad. <laughs> yeah, that made him matter. <laughs> but we were speaking truth, so amen. We do that. Amen. Uh, and uh, they and my whole team. I told my team. I said, "Look, you, you guys will fly fly you home if you want to, and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't judge at all. Uh, but if you if you feel okay about it, you stay here. We'll we'll be we won't do anything foolish." But we are not going to bow to what ISIS wants us to do. Right, right. So what we did was eventually, we um, we found a jungle church for this pastor in another part of the jungle. So we've okay. cert- we've just relocated him and his entire family um, to another church, which is right today is just going great guns. Praise God. Now, um, was is this pastor? Is he Filipino or American he's or Filipino? Uh, Filipino. Yeah. Got you. Got this you. was an indigenous you. pastor. This. They lived in, they basically live in the jungle. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In a small village. Right. And so we, we transposed him to another one. Um, okay. And he's, like I say, he's doing great. We ignored uh, the uh, desires of, oh, we were also passing out Bibles. And the ISIS guy. I can imagine. No, he didn't want those Bibles around. Right. At all. I can imagine. Uh, but we didn't stop that. Praise God. And what happened was really amazing. The day before we left, um, we didn't get a phone call from this guy. Hmm. And then we heard from some contacts in the area that the Philippine army, the day before um, we, we were leaving, had found his camp. And uh, there was a firefight. The, the guy that had been calling us was wounded uh, and captured. Wow. So uh, God was really looking after He protected us and actually turned the tables. And the ISIS people ended up in prison. Mm. Mm. Well, he is our protector and and we are covered by the blood. Yeah. So no matter what the enemy is trying to do and whether it's, whether it's an an armed enemy or an enemy of a virus or whatever it is, we're covered by the blood. Absolutely. Dr. Spielman. Spielman. So what, 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 uh, what transpired? Because you've written some books and, and I believe some of the, um, um, you know, and reading your bio, 
kind of your um, incident there with ISIS sparked a um, these books that you you've written. So can you mm-hmm. share with us that process? How how did you transition from you know uh, being threatened by ISIS in the Philippines to writing these three dynamic books? Well, this. Uh, my first thought when this was happening to me was, who am I? I mean, why does this guy hate me so much? Why does he want to kill me? Um, I just couldn't fathom the depth of the evil involved in, in all of this. Uh, it, it's just beyond understanding. And, and so when I got home, I decided that I wanted to write a book that talked about the, the, um, the battle between good good and evil on a really grand scale, not just this little point scale in terms of uh, in jungle area in the Philippines where I was. Um, and I wanted to kind of wrestle with the idea of uh, how far an, an evil like that could go. Um, and so I, I sat down and I tried a few things and, and eventually I, I came up with the idea for The Awakened, which is the first volume. Amen in the trilogy. And I even used some of the, my encounters with ISIS in the Philippines. I wrote those in. Okay. So there's actually a pastor in mine that, that, that was kidnapped. Um, and he's being held by ISIS early on in the book. Uh, and he plays a role later on. Um, so it was, it, it was kind of a, uh, a means for me to kind of understand how something like this could actually exist. Amen. And by writing it in, um, I think I came to a better understanding of, of uh, the, the conflict that we're in the midst of and the enormity of it. So is, so is it, 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 so the writing of the books, because this had to be traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be the writing of the books were, uh, a way of 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 centering you or recentering you because um you know Absolutely. as as a mission nary your whole um your whole outlook on mission has to has to change has to look at security the places that you're at you know it's 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 almost like taking your innocence because you're there to do god's work yeah. and and to have to go through that so you do you think these books have an opportunity to help you to, like you said, you, you had an opportunity to look at good and evil to, to kind of work out the whys uh, of yeah. the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I wrote it. And I'm, I'm not completely done. So I'm, uh, good. I'm on the third book to close it off. Okay. I, I know basically where it's going to go and how it's going to end. But by the time I'm done, uh, like you said, um, it, it would have been an opportunity for me to 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 sort of understand right. what we what we're called to do when we confront such evil. And it's it's you know the and, and I was just thinking about the the scripture Second Thessalonians three and three uh, says the, you know the Lord is faithful and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Um, you know as you as you're looking at your trilogy um, is 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 it, and I know that you're, you're a Christian. Uh, so it is Christian based, but, but just about anybody can understand because we, I don't care who you are, the human 
condition, especially these days. And we just have to be honest, especially mm -hmm. these days with as much vitriol that goes on, uh, we all run across things that offend us, things that, that try to break us, things that uh, weigh on us, especially in this climate that we're in. Um, so when people read your book, uh, Dr. Spillman, Spillman, mm -hmm. what do you want them to walk away from? What, what is, what is, you know, it isn't just an adventure. This is also part of your experience. Absolutely. So when people walk away from reading this trilogy, overall, what, what do you want them to walk away from with, with, uh, when they encounter, because I'm an author also, I want people to encounter my book, not just to read it. I want it to be an encounter, something that will, they'll walk away with and say, you know, after reading that, I feel this way. So what do you want people to walk away from well, with your books? I want them to, to have a, enjoy the story as it is, uh, as, a, as a thriller, suspenseful thriller. I want them to have that. But in the process, I also want them to sort of see God's role in, in all of that. And I do something fairly unique. And I debated with myself and with my publisher about whether I should do this or not. But we, in the end, we decided to go ahead. And, and Jesus is, is a character in, in the book. Um, sort of a withdrawn one, because I, I don't put words in his mouth. Um, all I have is uh, people talking about what Jesus told them. Um, and the way that works is that uh, there's a, a passage in Hebrews that says it's appointed to man to die once. Yes. And so I thought when I encountered that passage, well, actually, I've thought about this for years. What happened to Lazarus then? Exactly. Yeah, and anybody exactly. else that God is raised from the dead, are they still right. here? Right, right. I have no idea. Right. And I'm not claiming that they are. But I thought that would be a good premise for, for this book. So Lazarus, in my world, is still alive. Praise and he God. kept a journal. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And okay. it turns out there's a secret in the journal because the book takes place in modern times. There's a secret in the journal that will uh, help them deal with some of the uh, increased pressures that are happening uh, right now. Um, and so with, I have somebody trying to find that secret. So they have to read through the journal. And so I'll put, do pieces of this. Like the, it starts off with the journal with the time that Lazarus was raised. Hmm. And and you, you sort of see that from Lazarus' perspective, um, coming back from the dead. And wow. So I get to write about that in the journal. And then there's also a, um, I take it through the crucifixion and the resurrection. Um, so there's a scene in there where Lazarus is standing near the cross, just totally wrecked. I can imagine. Uh, watching Jesus die. Hmm. Um, and and that, that so that plays a plays a role. And I've had uh, just superb feedback. I've had people that will will that got it. Uh, I've had people write back to me that oh, I want the kind of relationship with with Jesus that Lazarus that the way you reported Lazarus at, or yeah. this set me back to the Bible, right. or I I want to to, to interact with Jesus uh, at a deeper level. So I get all of these responses that they get, they get the story, the fun part of it, but right. they also get the serious the part. The depth, right, right. And it really touches their life. The thing that scared me the most was, uh, well, um, 
what if somebody's not a believer and they read this book? What's going to happen with them? Are they just going to throw it away? And one of my first reviewers that my publisher uh, got a hold of and asked to review it is an atheist. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he wrote, he wrote the most beautiful uh, recommendation for this book. He said, I'm not going to comment on the Christian stuff because I don't know that. But, and then he goes on just to praise the book up and down. And the thought hit me. The, I have a section where Jesus is at the cross. This may very well be the exactly. only time that this reviewer has ever heard the gospel story. Exactly, exactly. And, or at and least in a, in a context where it's, it's logical to him. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and, and I, that just really, uh, well, it humbled me, but it excited me to see that happen. Um, Amen. So I'm just I'm I'm fed by these by the people that are, are coming back and see God in this in this whole story. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, Doctor Doctor Spillman, we thank you so much for being with us here on Moments of Grace and taking your time and sharing your testimony in this in, in these, these this trilogy that you're writing. I think it's going to be um, it, it, it's going to be life changing because. Uh, you 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 hit on something with Lazarus that um, I've preached about, you know, oh. because I've I've said that you know Lazarus, after he was raised, um, you know, he still had to take care of himself. Yeah. Still had to, you know, he couldn't just. Well, I, I was raised from dead, so I'm just going to run in front of a chariot. He would. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. so um, you know, dealing with 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 health and healing. Uh, we've dealt with that piece that Jesus will heal you, but the health is on you. And so um, uh, I look forward to to reading your trilogy. And um, thank you so much for coming with us here on Moments of Grace. We have a few moments. Would you please tell the audience how they can get your books? Um, the easiest way is they're available um, in... Uh, Barnes and Noble at, uh, at Amazon, just about any sort of uh, Christian books uh, online, you can get them. Um, you can actually just go to your bookstore, and if they don't have them, you can just tell them. They'll go. They'll look it up and they'll order it for you. Uh, the easiest way, though, because most people are familiar with Amazon, if you go to Amazon, the first book is called The Awakened. But if you put in that, there are lots of books I've discovered that have awakened in their titles somewhere. Right. So you get a whole bunch of them. Put in my name, Richard Spillman, and uh, that'll take you right to the books. Amen. Amen. Well, so wonderful. Thank you once again, Dr. Spillman, for uh, coming on with us and, and get his books. I mean, you know, we, we uh, um, I love um, trilogies. I love the adventure books. Um, I know that there are a lot of, you know, Grisham is, 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 is a big, you know, a big writer of, of adventures, but more and more, we're getting more Christian writers yeah. that are yeah. doing action adventures because the reality is even with the testimony that you gave there with, with ISIS, mm -hmm. we all go through these, um, these issues of life that yeah. we, you know, we have these little mini adventures we all have, uh, have had these many adventures and, and God has brought us through, but we understand that 
those of us that are saved understand that the hand of God was on the situation. Mm -hmm. So we, again, want to thank you so much, Dr. Spielman, for being with us here on Moments of Grace. And uh, we want to encourage our audience once again to get your book. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. That was Dr. Richard Spillman. And I want to encourage you to go and get the, the, the trilogy that he's written. Um, you know, like he said, you can just put his name in any of the, um, you know, large book uh, stores, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon and those places. And, and sit down and read a good book. Read a good book. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, with, with reading an adventure and uh, having a, a, some action in your life. I can't. I look forward to reading his books myself. I'm an avid reader, love to read, and look forward to reading his books myself. But our time is up, and I want to tell you as we, uh, like I said earlier, as we take this this shift, this new normal, um, as we come out of this uh, cloud that's over us, sit back and ask yourself, what's important to you? Like I say, you know, any day above ground is a great day. Make every day wonderful. Make every day precious because it is. It's not all about, you know, the, the, the finances that we have and all the stuff that we think that's so important. Sometimes we just have to take a step back and just thank God for the life that we have. And as I always say, dear hearts, we'll see you next time. Love God, love life. Keep the light on. See you next time on Moments of Grace.